Chapter 36 The Skirt Chaser In the late midday sun, the Mercedes parked on Moltetska Square in front of Umalaju, with Klaus gazing at the restaurant with a face full of skepticism. It seems like a wild goose chase to me, he expressed to Herman while shaking his head. It's what I would call a refined wild goose chase, Herman replied. I can tell you from experience that if you approach them in the right way, you often catch yourself a goose. What makes it so refined, Klaus grumbled. You saw Captain Fisher's apartment, Herman argued. Did it look like it belonged to someone who frequents the most expensive restaurant in the city? Nothing in his file would indicate it either, Klaus admitted. His tastes seemed to run quite the opposite. But yet he was here, Herman insisted. So he was here for some reason, Klaus groaned. I still don't see what you expect to discover. We might discover his dinner companions and what they were discussing, Herman contended. What makes you think you'd discover what they were discussing, growled Klaus. Right before I got drafted into the army, Herman pointed out, I was working at a restaurant in Ujharod that wasn't much different than this one. We even served the emperor once. The one who pinned the order of the Iron Crown on you, Klaus inquired. The one before him, Herman replied. Anyway, I was always amazed at how freely the patrons talked among themselves. It was as if they were eating at home and the staff weren't there. I could tell you that the head waiter, a certain Mr. C. Loggy, retired handsomely from all the investment tips he gleaned from working there. We're talking now about well-trained SS men, Klaus insisted while shaking his head, not drunken bankers. Still, Herman maintained, as he opened his door with Fisher's personnel file in his other hand, it's our only lead. Forced to acknowledge this, Klaus opened his door too, but he didn't seem too excited as the two approached the restaurant. Outside this was a sign that said that it didn't open until 1700, but they stepped inside it anyway, and saw not only the lavish furnishings throughout it, but also the works of fine art painted on its ceilings. We're not open, gentlemen, the maitre d' told them, while barely glancing at them as he was busy with a stack of receipts. Not until five o'clock. Ignoring this, Herman walked up to the man, followed by Klaus, and he showed him Fisher's photograph while saying, Do you recall serving this gentleman recently? Briefly, the maitre d' glanced at the photograph, before shaking his head and telling Herman, I can't say that I recall him. Though he also pointed toward the kitchen and added, Some of the staff are in there eating. You can ask them if you'd like. Herman nodded, and he and Klaus started toward the kitchen. Perhaps you should wait outside the doors, Herman suggested to Klaus as he slowed. Why, Klaus asked with surprise while slowing himself. If you were them, Herman explained, would you be willing to openly talk about one SS officer in front of another? Klaus didn't exactly answer. Instead, he sighed and stepped to the side when they reached the doors. You can listen to the whole conversation from here, Herman went on. Just keep one of the doors open a little with your foot. Klaus nodded and Herman entered the kitchen. 
You can't come in here, one of the chefs snapped, and was eating with a half dozen other men at a large wooden table. It's okay, Herman asserted. The maitre d' told me I could. He did, the man uttered while looking at Herman's appearance askance. It's police business, Herman asserted next. You're a policeman, questioned the man. I'm helping the authorities in an unofficial capacity, Herman replied. You can ask your boss if you'd like. The man didn't reply back. He just stared at Herman as he walked up to the table. There Herman showed everyone a picture of Captain Fisher and asked, Have any of you seen him? We believe he ate here sometime in the recent past. I remember him, one of the men noted with a nod. I served him. So you were his waiter, commented Herman. Was he here with someone? Two other Nazis, the waiter answered. Can you describe them, Herman asked next. One was a big guy, the waiter pointed out. Big and fat, and older than the other two. The other was thin and small. He looked kind of weasel-like. When was this exactly, Herman inquired. I don't remember exactly, the waiter muttered. But Dita was still working here. When did she quit? Sometime in January, the chef told him. Who's Dita? asked Herman. Dita Preislerova, the waiter said. She was the coat check girl here. And the guy in the picture, he was flirting with her a lot. A real souknichkaj, that guy, if you know what I mean. He noticed every woman that came into the restaurant that night. But he especially noticed Dita. He was flirting with her every chance he got. And she quit soon afterward, Herman uttered. Yeah, the waiter uttered back. Do any of you know where she lives, Herman asked next. They all shook their heads. But the waiter informed him, you could ask Tomash for her address. Who's Tomash, Herman replied. The maitre d', the waiter replied back. He actually manages the place. Herman responded by saying, Tell me, do you remember anything else about the three men, like what they were talking about? I remember that they would clam up any time I came within sight, the waiter remarked, like they were discussing some big secret. The guy in the picture, he was also really interested in what the big fat guy had to say. The whole night he was leaning over the table, like his life depended on what this guy was telling him. Thank you, Herman told everyone. You've been most helpful. Say, the waiter exclaimed, what did he do? That's what I'm trying to find out, Herman declared, before bowing to everyone and leaving the kitchen, outside of which he whispered to Klaus, did you catch everything? Klaus nodded. Now we know why the captain never returned his coat check that night, Herman went on as the two marched up to the maitre d, so Herman could ask him about Dita. Who mumbled the maitre d, with his eyes still on the receipts. Dita Preislerova, Herman stated. She was a coat check girl here. She quit sometime in the beginning of the year. She didn't quit, the maitre d grumbled. She just stopped showing up. She didn't even collect her last pay. Can you give us her address, Herman inquired. For the first time, the man gave Herman and Klaus his full attention. He especially paid attention to Klaus and his uniform, 
and he remarked, I guess I don't have any choice. Klaus didn't even bother to respond to this.